Sorry, we're closed. Welcome back. Welcome back. What a weekend. Week. Let's jump right into it. David Ortiz, Sean. <laughs> David Ortiz in the hall. What do good podcasts talk about in the beginning? Nothing. Actually, you know how, why I start the podcast the way I start my podcast? It's because Dave Portman starts it the way that, that way. He just all of a sudden. I know he's like doing, most of them. Ha- like, I know a lot of them have like ads in the beginning. I can tell you Jared <clears throat> does that crazy fucking thing. What does he do? He does like. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm not going to even try to impersonate it, Sean. Uh, but it's 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 like this whole opening, and he redoes the opening every single time. Remember, we have an opening into ours. I know mm. me and you don't listen to ours. I know that. Yeah. So um, it I, makes it a little bit. I mean, who really cares? But, but I, so I watched Dave Portnoy do it once, and Dave just uh, just goes, "All right, <laughs> welcome back to BFFs," and just goes right into whatever he's going. So that's why I just don't even think about it anymore. I saw the opening to uh, to Joe Rogan, uh, and he. And his was like, hey, well, welcome. Great to have you here. It's just standard just operating standard, procedure. Standard protocol. Wait, what's the what's the thing that we hate when people say? Really excited or something like that, right? Oh, well, there's – I have I could read it. Re- I do. <laughs> I, what I hate, I hate when people say, hey, guys, or what's up, guys? What's up, guys? Hey, what's up, guys? Hate what's up, guys. Uh, I hate when people say that they're super excited. Super excited. Because they're never super excited. Nope. Actually, uh, probably super nervous. Yeah. Hey, I'm super excited to be here talking to you about this. And I also hate this. This one I get. This one I see all the time. Uh, somebody's doing like an Instagram live or something or an Instagram video. They go, "Hey guys, just wanted to pop on here real quick and talk about." Mm. No, no. I well, I realize that you wanted to pop. I, I assume pop nobody's on. holding you against their your will to, to do this Instagram live. I got that. Yeah, yeah. But everybody does it. Everybody. everybody. Not everybody. Not me. So you will you never see a video of me saying, what's up, guys? Hey, guys. Or I wanted to pop on here real ha- quick. Have you done it, though, before you started hating it? I will s- Sub guys, maybe not. H- pop on here real quick. Uh, hard for me. I bet. I'm sure that's in there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, it's just like automatic sayings that come out of people's mouth. And I also have been, I've also noticed people say kind of a lot, like just mixed into their sentences. Like say something like, you know, somebody was walking over here, and he was like, uh, "He, I, you know, I was just feeling kind." No, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. No, false. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot do an impression of the kind of. You'll hear it when you, you'll know it when you hear it, but I can't give an impression of it because it just kind of comes into play there. See that that's how it goes, something like that. You guys are, you guys are not going to have any idea what I'm saying right now. <laughs> but if you just listen for how many times people say "kind of," it is. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It is actually, and how many people really do it? It is it is eye-opening. So, as we always say, Sean, on this podcast, let's unpack that. Big unpack guy. Okay. That's, that's, that's another phrase that's getting very popular. Unpack. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, I've actually did it myself. I don't know if, that, if it's kind of, or I think I say like sometimes. Mm-hmm. I can't. I don't know exactly what it is, but I know the the general gist of something that I'm trying to get better at in speaking mm-hmm. is being more definitive on what I believe. Okay. 
uh, instead of saying, uh, you know, the one that there's another one that you haven't mentioned yet that I know you absolutely hate and you know where I'm going with this. No, not yet. I don't. You don't know where I'm going with this? When people say, oh, no, no. Well, for me. Oh, yes. Well, for me. Well, that's that's because that's because people just are only thinking about themselves when they speak. See, they're literally waiting for you to stop talking so that they can to say what they're thinking. about. I think it's that. But I think it's also comboed with people trying not to offend other people, which I don't think you need to always not do. I think a, you should be as max offensive. <laughs> Maximum <laughs> offensive. Yes. We would do this podcast very differently if we were trying to I wrote not. an article yesterday about the about the power of polarity and how it is literally <laughs> the defining factor in success. Anybody who sits in the middle just has no chance. I I would agree with that. Yeah. I would yeah, which is similar to politics. But for me, but for me, you know, no, I w- I would one hundred percent. I don't think we need to do maximum <laughs> <laughs> offensive offensive nature. You just need to pick a side. You do. You need you to pick, need a, pick side. a side. You need to be on. You need to tell people that's you know we were. I was um, talking to uh, my two DJs over at Korean Rock, the guys Olive Oil, uh, and they. I was talking to them about certain things, just social media. I like to talk to them about stuff, and. Something I we always talked about was how can you get more people to fight in your comments? Because mm. if you can get people to argue in your comments, that's you when the comment thing, that's when it blows up. You gotta have haters. You gotta so have haters. So I, I I posted something yesterday about um, I just uh, this is the it was like a TikTok I did on Instagram reels too, but it was um fir- my first post my first video um, after having uh, my first ever teammate inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yes, and. Uh, people started arguing in the comments whether or not who should be in the hall, who should not be in the hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's obviously uh, a tremendous amount of people. And I actually saw someone tweet, I think it was AC, saying that he felt really bad for David Ortiz mm-hmm. for getting inducted into the Hall of Fame yes. when no one's talking about it besides why didn't Barry Bonds even. And it, it's, but you, if you get people to start arguing, because there's always going to be people on different sides, right. it's very easy to t- topic to, to argue about. And then that's when posts start doing better. Well, yeah, th- yeah, that that boosts it's the engaging. algorithm. Yes, it's of engaging. course. It's engaging. But that's much better transition than what I had in the beginning of the show <laughs> into David Ortiz. David Ortiz in the hall, Sean. I know we talked about this the other day. Uh, and you get, we both had differing opinions, which yeah. was interesting. Um, still on the same 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 side that you knew what you were getting yourself into in steroids, yeah. and yeah. if they don't vote you in, they yeah. don't vote you in. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, hundred percent. I I think I just think that it is the only real fair way to do these things. And if you cheat, you cheat. You know the deal. That's that's, I I really I wholeheartedly agree with that that sentiment. Right. Of you knew what you're getting. It's a risk. Yeah. You took a risk. Yep. It is what it is. There's a a bunch of and this is why it's such an easy topic to argue. There's a bunch of good things I've seen a bunch of people talk about uh, recently, which was like, okay, well then how do you allow the guy who was overseeing baseball to let and let this happen into the Hall of Fame, Bud Selig? He let the he he. He he managed the steroid era. He didn't take steroids, but he wasn't able to stop them. Well, look, I mean, in. to me, I agree. Was I he mean, a Hall of Fame commissioner? I mean, you just, you just, you just, you're in the <clears> position <throat> of 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 just assuming that everybody knew about it. I'm definitely not going to say here. I'm not going to pop on here real quick and tell you <laughs> that B- Bud Selig did not under- know what was happening. Yes, uh, in the bathroom stalls around Major League Baseball. Uh, but, uh, but even if he didn't know, can he be considered a Hall of Fame commissioner if, th- if that was going undetected? I by mean, him? if he was really good, then well, it's, it's going uh, undetected by you. You are there to preserve the integrity of the game. That's a good one. It's a good point, right? That's a good one. The other point that I thought was interesting, and this is the point 
that I think uh, <laughs> was the most influential to me was that in um, in the Hall of Fame's mission statement, they they say the phrase "preserve the history of the game." This is certainly a part of the history of the game. Well, uh, that, well didn't we talk about this last time where we said they should it. have like a separate wing? They get separate wings, like across, just yes, like put them off to the side. Like, like this was this. Yes. This is the guys. This, this is the, the steroid the, era. The buff era. <laughs> yeah, this is the steroid era. Mark McGuire was gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Jason Giambi was full send <laughs> on steroids? Full send. Full st- that dude, they couldn't find a, they couldn't find enough X's in his sizing, oh his shirt goodness. sizing to get him into a uniform. <laughs> he was bunting triples. Were massive human beings. Oh my god! I respect the hell out of Mark McGuire. I remember just like lifting and being like, I can't, I can't get myself to look like this. <laughs> I, I can't lift any more weight than I currently am. Jesus Christ, guys! I, I'll talk. He's six four. <laughs> Yeah, dude, those guys were full send on it. Mm. And listen, it was it was still. T- Everyone was like, it was like, oh, guys, Mark McGuire admitted to doing steroids, and she's like, Yeah, yeah. You guys, is that, we're <laughs> <I> surprised. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> He's enormous. Let me know when Ken Griffey Jr. is admitting to it. The other the other thing I th- I saw Jared tweet this uh, uh, today is we don't all know what to talk about. You know, I mean, even the the Barcelona Yankee podcast is called the Short Porch. It's right field. We know because baseball people mm-hmm. know that San Francisco is is considered the hardest yeah. ballpark to hit home runs in, specifically to left to right field. Yeah. How many does does Barry Bonds hit a thousand home runs if he played at Yankee Stadium? A thousand? Oh, uh, if he played his whole career. They they should have they should have video of him hitting up a, a ball at Yankee Stadium that went to the top <laughs> deck. <laughs> I'm gonna say a thousand. He's no, seven sixty two. I mean, not that far off. No, whole, and he played. A, he had no, a I think that's career. just a humongous disparity. He had like a 17-year career, though. If he hits 10 more home runs a year, that's 170. So yeah, you're still you're still just in the 900s. I you're mean, that, what does that put him at? 90 home runs one season? <laughs> 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 yes. No, no, no. He's not. He's not hitting 90. I would like season. to see. I, you know, honestly, Statcast nowadays. I'm sure they could go figure this out if, if they how had many, the data how many home it. runs were short in 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 um, in the Bay Area. That guy was hitting a home run every night. I got a, actually I got a good story. Okay, I had a pitching coach. I had a pitching coach, and uh, uh, not he wasn't my pitching coach, but <laughs> when I was a strength coach, we worked with this guy. His name was Doug Bockler. Uh, where, where was the coach? Uh, so I had him in Missoula, Ospre- Missoula Osprey, which was in Missoula, Montana, uh, which was short season A, and then I had him again in Kane County, Kane County Cougars. Uh, Geneva, Illinois. Which one was Low A. Low A. Low A. Kane County was my third year. Uh, Love Doug. Good guy. And uh, now that I think about it, that's so interesting. My pitching coach all four years in the minor leagues was named Doug. And it was Doug Bockler and Doug Drabeck. Interesting. Interesting. And your dad's name is Doug. Doug Doug Heffernan. (laughs) (laughs) We know a lot of Dougs. Lots of Dougs. Okay. So Doug Bockler. Used to pitch, used to be reliever for the uh, for the Padres. He said one day he comes in, they're playing the Giants, uh, and uh, Bonds comes up to bat, and uh, he he throws him like a like a slider, uh, just like kind of lower part of the zone, strike one. Uh, Bonds doesn't even take the bat off of his shoulder, sit just right there on the shoulder. Next pitch comes in, uh, you know, he throws a ball. He goes up to two, count, runs, up the, runs the count up to two and one. Uh, then he throws another slider, like, uh, like uh, you know, inside corner. 
Bonds has yet to take the bat off his shoulder. Literally just standing there. Bond just the it's not coming off the shoulder. Uh, then uh, then he runs it up to oh no. So now the count is two and two, uh, and he says, "All right, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hit him with the with the inside fastball here." I've thrown four breaking pitches in a row. Like he's he and I'm I'm like I got him. He's not even moving. This is what he wants. So I'm just gonna hit him with the inside fastball. Uh, he throws an inside fastball. Bonds hits it about 500 feet. Uh, runs around the bases. He goes back into the dugout at the end of the inning. Uh, he sits down. He's pissed. He throws his glove against the wall and he sees Tony Gwynn at the other end of the dugout laughing. He's just like cracking up. And he goes, Gwynn, what what's so funny? And he goes. Man, did you really think you could sneak that inside fastball past Barry Bonds? And and he was just like, yeah, I threw him straight through uh, three straight sliders. He's like, he went up there looking for one pitch, and he just sat there every time. He's like, does the if he throws it, he th- I'm gonna hit it. If he doesn't, I'm I'm not even gonna get the bat off my shoulder. I was like, man, that's just another level of hitting. Yeah, honestly, and I had heard <clears throat> a lot. Um, I remember going up, and I got hurt in uh, 2013, and I went to Boston for an MRI, yep. and I remember sitting there, and I watched. Um, it was I think it was uh, a John Lackey start, okay. and um, and what was there was a guy that played for Houston years ago, mm-hmm. um, Jeff Bagwell, no Craig Biggio, no Jeff Kent, a little, little bit older, a little, little bit younger than these guys, a <laughs> little bit younger than those guys. Um, I can see his face. He played in 2013. I don't think Jeff Bagwell played in 2013. No. <laughs> um, give me more information about him. He's black hair, white guy. Okay. Well, hmm. well I mean, a lot of the lack of community in the that does narrow the field, douche. Should I can, should I Google white guy Houston Astros black hair? Oh my God, there he is. You know what? While you're, while I'm telling the story, look up 2013 um, okay. Houston Astros. Uh, he's one of the best players on the team uh, um, roster. Um, but <clears throat> I go up there, and I'm sitting behind home plate, uh, like maybe like I don't know how many rows up, but maybe seven rows up. Okay. And I'm sitting there, and I just see John Lackey throwing like meatballs over the middle of the plate, over you know, not like nothing like, like I think when I'm a 2013, 22-year-old kid, I'm going down there throwing 100 in low A. Yeah. And I'm you know struggling to get some of these guys out and all this type of stuff. And I'm like, I don't understand how they, these guys are getting these people out. And then I fu- later I come to find out that when you get to that level, a lot of those guys, especially the big guys, the best hitters in the world, they don't give a fuck what you're throwing. They're up there like, okay, this is what, okay, this is the approach. Until I get to two strikes, I'm only looking for this. Or like a Barry Bonds, I don't care how many strikes they have on me. <laughs> it's either this pitch or I'm going back to the dugout. Yeah. And that's why they don't miss. That's what people like people talk about. You know they they just don't miss that much in Major League Baseball. One, they do miss a lot, but the other thing is they don't miss that much because that's the only thing they're looking for. They're not looking. They're not trying to cover the entire plate like they do in Low A and High A and high school and college baseball. Like if I were to tell any hitters, for those, especially the young guys, to get better at hitting, go up to the plate and look for one fucking pitch. If you don't get it, go back to the dugout. You only need to hit the ball and get a hit three out of ten times to be considered a phenomenal hitter. So I guarantee you in 10 at-bats, you'll probably see that pitch three times. If you don't miss it, you'll, you're going to be a, a, an amazing hitter. Yeah. But if you start looking for slider, and then you start looking for curveball, and then you look at fastball, you, you, you're, just, you're up there playing a guessing game with the pitcher, and the pitcher's going to win. Um, who, was the, who was the list? I mean, it's a big list. Is he a pitcher, pitcher or pitch position He's player? hitting. He's hitting against John Lackey. Okay, so let me, I'm just going to run down the line. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't even I, – I feel like you're wrong because I don't know many of these people. Okay. 
Jason Castro, Cody Clark, Carlos Corporan, Matt Pagnazzi, Max Stazzi, Jose Altuve, Chris Carter, Rodney Cedeno, Matt Dominguez, Jake Elmore, Marwin Gonzalez, Brandon Laird, Carlos Pena, Jonathan Villar, Brad, Brad, or Brett Wallace, Rick Ankiel, Brandon Barnes, Trevor Crow, Robbie Grossman, LJ Hose, Mark Kraus, Fernando Martinez, JD Martinez, Justin Maxwell, Jimmy Paredes. So this guy definitely played for the Astros. It might, he might not have been on the team at the end of his career. Maybe I just remember him as an Astro, okay. and he wasn't at the end of his career. Uh, but he was really good. I wish I knew and remembered his name. But regardless, it doesn't really matter. It was just the thought process was that these guys are going up there and having such a different approach than what you do when you're, when you're pitching in low A, yeah. when you're pitching in, in high A. They're just different guys. Right. Uh, and then they just, at that level, they will miss that pitch less than when they, the guys down low A will yeah. miss it. And that's why you can't fuck around with them. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about with this Hall of Fame thing, though, is how three of the most important statistics, two statistics, one award, and the most important award and two statistics in Major League Baseball, most hits, most home runs, most Cy Youngs. The guy, those, three guy, people, those three leaders will not be included in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose, most Cy Youngs, I'm guessing Roger Clemens, yep. and then Pete most Fox. home runs, obviously. It's interesting. I mean, you could argue at that point, though, then okay, well they're not th- they because they cheated, they're not a part of that. But then how do their their stats still hold up? You gotta get I, them, I you know? like I said, I think it's well, just a weird thing. <sighs> gotta have the asterisk on the on the stats. I think that's for sure. Um, I just you have you to have the you have to if you've got caught, there has to be an asterisk. If if in your in your mission statement, if right. it talks about preserving the history of the game, right? There's got to be something. Even if you don't include these guys in the Hall of Fame. Like there should be something on. I was there. I, I don't know if there. I don't remember. You know, I haven't been in the Hall of Fame in years. But was there something on the Black Sox? Like, it was there like a wing talking about the Black Sox? I'm gonna era? guess no. But you because know, it, yeah, because I was gonna say both of these things are like a stain on the record, the history of baseball. I mean, it is a huge historical component. Huge. Um, but imagine they had a wing called stains <laughs> go to the stain wing yeah i'm in the i was enshrined, enshrined in the stain yeah, you gotta, you gotta get i think you gotta give something um so but i mean I, technically speaking and this is what i'm talking about with these types of history things is that technically speaking i am in the hall of fame because they want the moment they have a like a database in the hall of fame am i in the hall of fame i don't think so i think you have to play a day but you don't think that they have some sort of database on minor league strength and conditioning coaches? It doesn't seem likely, no. Am I in the NBA Hall of Fame? I still think unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> you have a better chance. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I just I think you ha- I, I think you have to have something in, in the Hall. Talk about it. Like, I mean, it's a stain. But well, we end- don't know that it is not talked about. Yeah, it's, it's a stain, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's still a game. And things happened. And everyone wants to talk about the black. And I mean, I'm sure back in the day, everyone wanted to talk about the black. So that's probably huge. Let me ask you a question. I'll answer it for you. Let's say we're playing Monopoly. Okay. And I take my glass of water that I currently have and I chuck it to the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. You turn around, you go, what the hell? As you see the big s- mess that is over there. Mm-hmm. As you've turned around, I am emptying out the bank <laughs> and putting it on my side of the board. Uh-huh. I finish the game and I have the most dollars ever accumulated in one round of monopoly okay am i in the monopoly hall of fame (laughs) i didn't catch you i didn't i didn't catch you (laughs) sounds like you played a hell of a game okay 
couple Rip. years go by, <laughs> I've retired from Monopoly, and I say I go on Instagram and and make an announcement that, or the government subpoenas me. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> to a grand jury where uh, an undercover report had, been, had found that that exact, they found surveillance footage of me doing that. Am I in the Monopoly Hall of Fame? <laughs> no, but I think you're in the stain wing. <laughs> you're in the stain okay. wing. Okay. It's, it's an argument that will never be won by either side. Yep. I just, I, I really, I really liked. The, the the Bud Selig argument argument that I saw, mm-hmm. and I really liked, uh, I really liked the preserving history. Give me something. If you don't want to induct everyone, okay. I we all know it's an imperfect system. So we so the whole argument that you inducted other guys that probably took steroids, you just didn't catch them. It's imperfect. You're not if you didn't get caught. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I agree. You won. You, you're a douche still yeah. probably, but okay. Um, but I think there should be something. Some type of history. If you're if you're truly a a hi- baseball history museum, which you claim to be, you n- these this is part of the game. Like we have history muse- museums about nine eleven. You're telling me Barry Bonds is is not as is, is worse than nine eleven? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it's a yeah, we are we are <laughs> we are going into some dangerous territory here. But I'm telling this. If there's a muse, we got the Holocaust museum. museum. You're telling me Barry <laughs> Bonds. <laughs> Barry Bonds. 80 home runs in a season. Barry Lamar Bonds. Worse than the Holocaust. <laughs> Where's my Barry Bonds museum? <laughs> I'm telling you, he needs to be a part of it. Is okay, okay, let's let's dive in a little bit a little more. With the Holocaust. Is Hitler a part of the Holocaust Museum? Or did they exclude him because he was a bad guy? <laughs> I've actually been to a Holocaust I museum. I can't believe this is where we ended up in this conversation, but I love every sound no. of it. And it's 1,000% Miranda. Clip this. This is 100% getting on the on Is the, Hitler the in the Holocaust Museum? I, I went rem- to one, and I don't think I saw Hitler. Here's, a, here's the thing. I also recall I also recall people not wanting um, the bombers to be have pictures in the in 9-11 Museum. However, I do believe they include them. I do believe, You've been to that. I, I haven't. To the 9-11 Museum. Yeah, haven't you been? I have been. I, I don't. I remember specifically that being a point of contention when they were making it. They didn't want those people included. I don't remember. I don't remember if they're in it. I think but they I, did. I don't remember seeing Hitler at all in the Holocaust Museum. Like I, rem- I was just remembering the exhibits and, and the different ones. They did show a Nazi that they that they like later found in South America and mm-hmm. like brought him to trial, uh, and that was actually pretty cool. They had like the. Uh, they had, I guess, in the trial, they had him in a glass case so nobody could come in like shoot him. And they had the actual glass case. It was in Lower Manhattan. Uh, I don't remember cool. seeing Hitler at all. Interesting. Something to do research on. Very interesting. Would that does that change your stance? If you're going to include Hitler in a Holocaust but if museum, he's not. If he's if it is no, if he is nowhere I to be found, I can't see a single Nazi in there. They're all worse than Barry Lamar's bombs. But, 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 right but I'll say this: the Nazi, it was it was a proud moment. They got, got him. So what if it was? What if he's in there, but it's him in Being shame? <laughs> if he's in sh- in shame, I'm okay. If people are pointing at him and saying shame, <laughs> shame, 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 what show? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess How I Met Your Mother. No, it might be one of those comedic know. shows, uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, Walking through, I don't, the, I don't actually don't think you made it to that point. Yeah, um, but it's an it's a it's a it's an extreme comparison. 
<laughs> but certainly a worthy comparison in the sense of yes i think that actually actually that is very interesting to know if hitler is in a holocaust, holocaust museum, museum. sorry barry yeah <laughs> sure you're a nice fella but <laughs> yeah he's kind of yeah i actually I, heard yeah. he was terrible but yeah. i was just trying he to wasn't very nice he was, I, I never even spoke to him but I, he wasn't seems like kind of i've heard nothing but bad things <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's something that I because I, it is interesting because I did remember hearing about that be, that being a point of contention in the nine eleven museum yeah. if they wanted pictures of those people yeah um, <laughs> so <laughs> transitioning into Joe Rogan. actually actually no 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 I actually do have something else I wanted to talk about okay. about about this Hall of Fame ceremony let's hear it it'd be awesome I don't know how possible it is but if Miranda can pull this up uh, as I discuss this this is gonna be a great piece of content great piece yeah. of content in the Hall of Fame video I watched the video where David Ortiz gets the call okay okay. First of all, he's not surprised. He's been tipped off. <laughs> he's got all his family and friends around him. Oh, There's yeah. a camera crew. He's dressed in a fluorescent That's probably t-shirt. not that. That's probably okay. not that out of character. You got Pedro Martinez standing yep. behind him. Yep. We all know, he's been tipped off. He knows what's going to happen here. Okay. Yep. But I also I want to bring up a point. Guy calls him up. <laughs> Guy calls him up. Hey, this is you know so and so calling from Cooperstown, New York. Uh, I'm calling to let you know that the Baseball Writers Association has elected you to the Hall of Fame. David Ortiz is like, yes! Puts his phone down, starts hugging everybody, but he never hangs up the phone. <laughs> What's the guy on the other end? <laughs> is he like, hello? <laughs> David? That wasn't the end uh, of my speech. <laughs> uh, I was just going to tell you what you got to do next. <laughs> is, is there... Like, what's going on? What does that guy on the other end do? Does he hang up? Does he hang out a, a bit? He's got to hang out a bit. Wait till the celebration's <laughs> over. David comes back down to earth. Does David get what back if, on the phone? Like, what if it's like 10 minutes? Ah, I mean, that, I think there's a very real possibility that we're talking 45. He's popping champagne, <laughs> drinking. Goes straight into the night. Straight into the night. And he, like, realizes, like, oh, my God, I never hung up <laughs> the phone. Johnny from the baseball <laughs> Is he still there? Yeah, hey, David. Sorry, <laughs> I've been here for three and a half hours. <laughs> I'm hammered. I've been drinking with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I found that to be the most compelling storyline of that video was that he didn't hang up the phone and that there was somebody on the other end. Uh, Dave, Dave, David, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Poppy, Mr. Poppy, <laughs> Mr. Poppy. <laughs> How about this? Another David phone call story is he got interviewed by WEI mm-hmm. uh, after being inducted into the Hall of Fame and uh, hung up on them and said he called them back later because <laughs> Albert Poulos was calling him. He was, he was uh, this is out, future Hall of Famer Albert Poole, so I'll call you back. I'll call you guys back later. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. There's a, sh- there's a show going on. They can't just extend the show. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I believe in you. That's when you know, Sean. Yeah, that is when you know. That is when you, know. when you when know. When you are in the middle of an interview and you just say, I'll call you I'll guys back later. <laughs> I'll call you back. <laughs> He's not calling you back. He doesn't care at He's all. Not he doesn't care back. even in the slightest. No. Uh, but moving on from that. All right. Transitions. Let's transition. Joe Rogan, Neil Young, Battle Royale. Not really a Battle Royale. I haven't seen Joe Rogan comment on it. He's probably not. <laughs> probably not. Does, probably doesn't care even in the slightest. Uh, but Neil Young came out and said that they Spotify has to choose between him and Joe Rogan because of the quote-unquote misinformation on vaccines that Joe is um, talking about on his show. Neil Young can shut the hell up. Yeah, so if you don't listen to the Joe Rogan podcast or you live under a rock and don't see some of this stuff, uh, Joe um, has said definitely some controversial things on vaccines, although I don't think he's... he's, I tell you what. He's pretty middle of the road. 
He is as middle of the road as it gets. And although we just said in order to be big, you have to be you have to be he has been controversial. But he though. but he said what I think he does is he he speaks his mind, but he's not he's not I will say that there are like there are some like definitive things that he says that are are of course controversial, which as we're seeing right here, Neil Young taking a stand. See you later, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just not going to work. And and uh, but I I think that I think that uh, Joe Rogan is is like he's in the middle of the middle of the aisle. Like he's talk he says right side stuff. He says left side stuff. Says you know I think he's really just speaking what he believes, yeah. and it's not. It's not to me. It's not crazy. I think what he says, and he apologized for this too. By the way, Joe Rogan did. Yeah, Joe oh, Rogan apologized for his misinformation. So then that's when, like, immediately. The thing is, and this is where you kind of get hung up, is like me and you right now. If we right now if we talk about vaccines and we say that young people don't need to get them mm. because you'll be fine. Right. Um. You know, the vaccine. You never know what's going to be in these. Mm-hmm. They they rush them through, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. If that happened. No one's fucking. I mean, maybe a couple people might say something to me on Twitter. <laughs> That's it. Let's find out. Let's say what we really think. But it's a, <laughs> but it's a, it's a podcast. We're talking about right. the vaccine, right? Because he is a, so big and people and so influential, probably right. in a lot of young people's lives. Right. He has to now apologize for having a conversation with his guy with his buddy live. Yeah. Because he's he's just having he's discussing the vaccine, what he yeah. thinks, what does do they think, right? All of these different types of things, and it's like. Well, ha- I understand he's so influential. So, you, like, you don't want people to take him. So, what he says yeah. for, to heart and merely doing it. But at the same token, if that's what you're doing, like, you need we need to get a little better than that. You can't. You can't. You whatever you hear, make your own opinions. Take in all the information. Make your own judgments about it. Uh, but it's always been interesting to me that you could just have a regular conversation and not not a racist <coughs> conversation. Not you know nothing crazy like that. Just hey, well, you know I don't think young people need to take this. Here, here's, what do you another, think? here's another side of it. How much, how much research does the average person do on coronavirus? The average person. The average person, normal person. Okay, let me let me quickly. Can you define research? Are they going out seeking information, or is this information like social media just popping just up? Say, let's let's say this. How not even research it. Let's say how well informed. I'll no. Actually, let's stick with research. So, like, yeah, like, how much are they like like googling things? How much are they pulling up articles? How much are they like looking into it? How much pod are listening to podcasts, YouTube videos, news stories? <clears throat> like, how how I think ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people that do research yes don't make it past the second article. Okay, that's great. How much has Joe Rogan done? At the very least, he has been he has brought ex- people like doctors, experts right. onto his show yeah. to talk about it with right. him. And his podcasts are a couple hours yes. long. And I would imagine that he's, he's probably getting research, stuff from his team. Right? And I know I, I Joe Rogan appears to be a guy who's like very into health and fitness. He's exploring those oh, areas, sure. biohacking and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you, I think it's <clears throat> what so my, what I'm point my point is is his opinion more valid than most Americans. In, at least in this department, I want I want to stay away from the word valid because I feel like everyone's tentatively opinion is valid. Well, I actually don't. I think that his is his is the most. I guess valid is a good, is a good word. Like the most, the most 
I think you, he, I think for two articles, you I you have no you don't you can't no you validity can't, to it. But yeah. I'd say he's the mo- his opinion is far more educated than ninety nine point nine percent of the people that have done it. Right. So is it? Are we better off listening to Joe Rogan than than these people who have read two articles and have made their decisions? C- certainly, certainly. Uh, so then I like uh, then then I'm even more on his side. Even if it is even if it is incorrect, he's formed an opinion. Based on all things the stuff. He've, he's done, yeah. which I, I totally agree. With. I st- I think we both agree. You should be taking in a bunch of different shit yeah. and making your own education. I think opinion. most people's opinions are invalid. I think, well, yeah, you, you're I entitled would, to have one, but it doesn't make it a good one. one. Yes, yeah, okay. So enti- that's that's a better way to do it. We're going offensive here. Yeah, I think I the word I was going to use instead of invalid was um, I think most pe- people's opinions are shit. Okay, we're going offensive. Here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. I I think I think most people just. Like uh, I saw something today. Let's talk politics, Sean. I saw something the other day. Let's really let's go and uh, let's fucking go. Let's get offensive here. <laughs> I saw something the other day, and this is what pisses me off about politics. I saw something the other day with Joe Biden. Okay, sleepy Joe. I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you already, but uh, it doesn't matter. We haven't done it live. Joe Biden, some some idiot reporter in my opinion, and raised his hand and said I know what you're going to say. I, I bet you do know what I'm going to say, Sean. And, I and agree said, with you. "Do you do you think that the inflation inflation is going to hurt you in the midterm elections?" Yes. And Joe laughed at him yep. and said, "No, we think it's a huge political asset. Stupid son of a bitch." Yes. And I'm just like I thought 100% Joe. Yes. That is a stupid question. Yes. You're trying to you're trying yes. to position and, and, yes. and a lot of people on the right are being like, "Oh, fuck this guy." Like, blah blah blah. Yes. I was like, "No. If Donnie said this, the same exact oh, question. The world would be burning. Yes, but the the right would be would be yes. celebrating it. Yes, yes. And because you're a Republican, you yes. have to hate Joe Biden. Yes. No, inflation has never helped any politician yes. oh, in the history we, of the world. And you're all going to figure that out. Yeah. not too long. From it now. has never helped anyone in the history of the world. And now, because the uh, Democrats say you Republicans hate him, but if the Republicans yes. said the Democrats would hate him, yes, it's just you, you can't win. You can't be that uneducated. To just hate no matter who is on the other side. If, if that's who you are, your opinion is also invalid. Yeah, you can't. You're, on, you're, can't you're a non-believable person. Yes, it can happen. Yeah. That was I thought that was fucking hilarious because that idiot reporter, whoever it may have been, yeah. was trying to set oh, him up. And he freaking nailed yes, it. Trying to set him up. And apparently Joe Biden then called him and apologized. Said it wasn't personal. It was just a uh, – he didn't say uh, – he apparently apologized saying it wasn't personal. I don't know if he said it was just a dumb question. But I think Joe Biden in, you know, inherently is, is a nice man. I just think that this is stupid shit. Like, I, I want to say this. <clears throat> I think Joe Biden's probably a nice guy, but he has said some very sus- suspect things in the past. In his career. In and I'm not saying that no, <laughs> he's the only one, all right? So no. everybody cool your jets out there. Yes. But he, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to pump the brakes and say he's a nice guy. Okay, he seems nice. Yeah. Seems he like seems a, nice. Seems like a sweet old I grandpa. I can certainly understand why people thought Donnie was, was a mean person. You know he's he he made a whole show about it. He's let's he's put some clues out there <laughs> yes. that lets you believe it. Uh, and I'm not cer- I'm certainly not completely anti-Trump guy. So that's not me saying I'm like a. I do not want him back in office. <laughs> we certainly don't need no, to get into that no, conversation. We, no, we look, but no, I, I think he's bad for the country. Um, he is. We we had we had our fun. <laughs> let's get back to the, the middle here. <laughs> um, but I just think that I I I just I can't stand. You just not liking someone because of they define as a d- Democrat or Republican. I don't know how you. I don't know how you. I don't know how you. You. You get to that point. How can like that's think, so think, it's so illogical. I think it's just how it was. How people grew up. I think it's how that's how they were taught. I mean, politics. it has to. It has to be that way. But it just doesn't make sense. 
how can you agree just blindly to anything one side of the aisle says? What if what what, what if they told you to jump off a bridge? Right. Like, I, I think I think a lot of it has to do with um, with and I, this is really we're really talking politics now. Whatever we're here. I think a lot of it has to do with the media. When you define yourself as a Republican, you tend to watch shows that are Republican based, well, and they're no, only going to feed you this. No stuff. question. And like you, I got you, you watch Fox, you watch CNN. Like they're they're doing that, yeah. right? They're pushing you in those directions. But I still hear things on both of those uh, both of those uh, sites where I'm like, that's bullshit. Like that's yeah. not right. Like who who that you are? Like I'll go on. Uh, like I'll go on. I'll go on uh, Fox. And you know, and I'll hear them say something about Biden. I'll be like, "Guys, shut up! You're just stirring the pot here." And then I remember watching the thing on CNN, and all the whole thing was a roundtable on "Screw you, Trump." And I was like, "Guys, this is unproductive. What are you doing?" Yeah. But they're just—I mean, I know I know what they're doing, but uh, <clears throat> like to be able to formulate your own opinion, I, I don't—I didn't under—I didn't realize that that was not something that everybody yes. <laughs> everybody possessed. Uh, the the and this is this is where we'll end this podcast before we dive ourselves into a deeper hole. Um, the the thing that's always been so interesting to me is technically by the letter of the law, not the letter of the law because we're talking about politics. So tell me by the te- tell me by definition, everyone in America that are citizens and non citizens, everyone here is working for the right. U.S. We're all on the same team. Yeah, technically speaking. Yep, all on the same team. <laughs> we all pay the taxes. We're all wanting the tax dollars to go to the right things. Yep. We all do those things. Yep. And then at times, imagine a basketball team. Okay. Where we, a leader is put in front of you guys. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are people talking shit about the leader, all that type of stuff. But imagine being just so outward about it at all the times. Like half the team likes the coach, half the team doesn't. And the half the team that doesn't is like, this motherfucker <laughs> sucks. Like, fuck this guy. Like, what do you think of the I, game today, Jimmy? Uh, well, we would have won if this stupid-ass coach <laughs> yes. Like, we need to get him out of office. Wow. He can't be the coach anymore. He's terrible. Yeah. I hate him. I hate him. Like, it, it never yeah. – it, it's dysfunctional. Yeah. It would never work. And a lot of people talk about why this is why the two-party system doesn't work. Yeah. But I just always find it interesting how, like, it almost feels as though – and it's, it's certainly the case that – when a when when your person in your side of the aisle isn't in office, it almost feels like you're rooting against America. Yeah, because yeah. you're like you almost want Joe Biden to do shitty yeah. things so that you can. Even if he doesn't, you're yeah. still going to twist it. Or Trump, and you're like, ha Like Trump did good <laughs> stuff. The people are like, nope, that sucks. <laughs> like it, whatever they do, whether right. it's good or bad, you're right. going to twist to make it look bad, right? So that you can get your guy in, right? And it feels like you're rooting against us. Right. Right, which is so interesting. Well, I, I think most people have a v- gross misunderstanding of how the American political system works. Uh, but the other thing I'll mention is, I mean, it's just fucking smoke and mirrors. It's the whole thing is smoke and mirrors. You think that any of these guys believe what they're saying? <laughs> you you <laughs> got to, you are up. You are your head is up your ass. Okay, uh, but the the one thing I'll say is, and I, I've been finding this interesting because I've been learning a little bit more about it in the last couple of days, uh, is like the cycles of American history and how. And I'm curious to know if, like, there were past presidents like this where it was, like, really polarized and the the the, 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 the nation was split. But here's the thing is, what is the one thing that brings the nation together? Tragedy? It would be tragedy, war, war. right? And well, you could, when you, you look at it, there's a book, called, there's a book co- called The Fourth Turning where it goes over the cycles of American history. Uh, and what they sh- what they show is that 
uh, like there's there's points of division, there's points of, of unison, and stuff like that. And when you go through the book, <coughs> it's it kind of points to that, that right now we're in like the dark times. Like yeah. it's not good. Uh, things are things are struggling. Uh, and always, something out always, yeah. not something. War is what pulls it out, pulls pulls you out of out of that area of 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 that. And like on some level, like the like they're based on history and cycles that we've seen over and over and over again for for generations. It's war that pulls you out of it, and uh, that's why to me I'm I'm looking at this thing that's happening in Ukraine right now, yep. and I'm thinking that's really interesting. I'm th- I'm looking at the collision course that China and America are on, and I'm like, this is now really interesting. And all of these other things that are in Russia is kind of pressing people's buttons North right Korea, now. North Korea is pressing people's well, buttons. Well, there they always. <laughs> you do. know what? North Korea just seems like this just absolute loose cannon over here. Oh, no. Like Putin's over, like I don't know what this guy's doing. <laughs> I don't no know knows. what this guy's don't, doing. Do not associate I, me with him. I don't. <laughs> know what he's doing i heard that when they like launch missiles it's like <laughs> like missile test goes you 12, off the beach yeah, it goes like 12 feet uh but it's like but, my rocket i had to make an eighth grade but i think that that's really interesting because if we follow history and tony robbins says that history doesn't repeat itself it rhymes right it's just the same thing over and over again uh and like if that's the case which it's hard to say it's not going to be there's going to be some sort of war that is going to bring everything back to where it should be in the middle because it just is we've just polarized ourselves uh so like i'm i'm real i've, I've actually oddly enough been really interested in this ukraine thing because you got the allies coming in now trying to trying to you know add some support to the border germany's not in on board right i just saw that they're they're not interested in it putin's like i don't know what you guys are talking about just sending a hundred thousand troops to the border I don't know why they're trying to take over Ukraine anyway, but I don't uh, know why you try to take over anyone. I don't know, but that's just I, you know I just think that that's interesting and it'd be w- intriguing to see because I remember after nine eleven, the nation was one. Like nation was yellow one. ribbons. Remember the, like, the, the American you, flags and all the cars? Yeah. And the one thing I'll say is that's why I say tragedy over war, because people people were super against going to Iraq yeah. for weapons of mass destruction and going to Afghanistan. I'm sorry, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, and then the other argument you'd have, and I'd like to read more about this, and because it's interesting to me, is that I remember Dad always telling me that um, you thought now was bad division. Well, you should have been there in the seventies for yeah. the Vietnam War. Yeah, Vietnam War was super divided. Yeah. So what is it exactly? Like when does the turning point happen yep. where everyone's now we're back on the same deal yep. again? And the other, and here's another point that's interesting uh, is uh, Colin Powell went on record in front of the UN to say like we were. You know, you you we know there's ma- weapons of mass destruction, which was a complete lie. Like they, like I think it was George Bush, like recruited him to do that and like put it because he was a man of higher integrity. Uh, and it was like it was that like came out that we were well, <laughs> we're kidding. Uh, and I so I've always had my eye on Fauci as the same thing, where it's just like yes, this reputable guy's been in there for a long time. Like who's to say the government is or somebody's not plugging him to do the exact same thing right I'm now? Sure they are. You know, but either way, like I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm certainly not gonna get into that. But speculation. I, I just, it, it is interesting to see how these things are shaking out, and then look at the historical side of it. Uh, I just, I just bought today Ray Dalio's book on the economic cycles, uh, which, uh, which according to the people I'm talking or listening to, they, they like these two books line up, and you can really see where we're at. Uh, that's interesting. Interesting. Well, as always with this podcast, we were all over the table. What do we? What do we start with? We li- no, we well, we started with the Hall of Fame, and then we got into no. We started with comparing something. Hitler to oh, we started to like saying like what we hate 
what I specifically hate about what people say on social media. Oh, yeah. Then into the Hall of Fame. We were talking before this podcast about how we were, like, rattled that last week we basically had nothing yeah, to talk about. About your weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all always spend in this room. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, it's, it's Barry Lamar Bonds. Uh, we should name this podcast. Is Barry Lamar Bonds worse than Hitler? <laughs> I'll leave that up to you. 100%. 100% the name. Full offensive. Full that's offensive. That's the subtitle. Right into, right into Joe Biden, Joey B, and then Vietnam War. <laughs> this will be a f- – let's call it – it's called the Offensive Podcast, brought to you by Lulu Quarter Zips. <laughs> Lulu Quarter Zips. All right, guys. Until next time. See you later. Sorry. We're closed.